Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey students, tonight we're going to look at uh, the book of the Bible that may have had the largest impact of any other book in there. It's a letter called Romans. And a lot of people look at this letter as the place where you see Paul at his best, where you see Paul pulling out all the stops and just clarifying his gospel so that we might understand what it is he's preaching and what Christianity is all about. So this is a letter that um, really, in spite of the fact that it moves in a bunch of different directions, is focused on Paul saying, God is a person you can trust. Basically, think about any friendship that you have, and if you wanted to ruin it, the best way to do it would be that you make a promise and that you don't keep it. And Paul's looking at us and he's saying, if you're going to continue in Christ, you're going to need to know that God can be trusted. And in particular, he's looking at the Christians in Rome saying, if y'all are going to get along, it's going to have to be because of your shared commitment to God and the fact that God has been consistent throughout history in order to move you to this place where you currently are. See, what was going on in Rome, it's about the mid-50s, was you had two groups of Christians that were kind of fighting against each other. You had Jewish Christians and you had Gentile Christians. Gentile just means non-Jewish. And what happened was, about eight years before the letter was written, in A.D. 49, uh, the emperor sent all the Jews out of the city because they were fighting about Jesus, sent them away, including the Jewish Christians. At that point, all these Gentile Christians, these people who believed in Jesus, they kind of had to step up and take over leadership of the church, and that's exactly what they did. So the Jewish Christians kind of had been the leaders, but they were gone, and so now you have a little bit of a new flavor to things. Well, the Jews have to stay away for five years until that emperor dies, then he comes back, and then they come back in 54 AD. And now you have these two groups of people. The Jewish Christians are saying, hey, listen, we were leaders before. We probably ought to be leaders again. After all, we're the ones who have the history with God. And the Gentiles Christians are saying, hey, listen, like, we don't know about your history, but it certainly seems to us like God has moved on from you and is now blessing us. We don't need you anymore. And Paul writes this letter to say, listen up, everybody. Both of y'all need to understand that God didn't make some promises to the Jews and then break them. He has kept his promises to them by calling together all of you as people who can be saved, not because you're great, not because you're capable, not because you do good things, but because God in His grace has sent Jesus to die on your behalf. So there's a lot going on in Romans. We could talk about any number of angles, but at the heart of it, what Paul's doing with this letter is he's writing it so that we can see one another as brothers and sisters, not as competitors, because we've recognized that God has been working all throughout history to bring us to this point where we can unify on the basis of our commitment to Jesus. So I know that's a lot to take in, and I want to tell you I'm very excited for y'all to dig into this letter. So lean in. And listen as we talk about the fact that God can be trusted. I have a friend, uh, his name is Olman. He's from Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's a Mexican guy. And because he's a Mexican guy, we have like that temperature, like he gets past with everything. He's mad. And uh, he's in construction. And, you know, they work with hammers and they work with a bunch of staff. And, and, uh, and he came to me and said, hey, dude, uh, hey, dude uh, 
I just was past and I throw, I throw something and I break it. And I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it feel they break something. I like it to be mad. I like to be past. And I was like, oh, crazy. I was like, get away from me. It's like, but, and he comes one more time and he's like, dude, I like it. I, I broke a window. And I was like, okay, dude. I'm like, ah. Start sharing the gospel to him. Start talking to him. And one day, one day he comes to me and says, hey, dude, something happened. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I was super pissed. I was mad. I was like, angry. I was angry. And I, would, I tried to break something. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what happened? What happened? Don't me. And he's like, why am I going to break it? And he's like, I go on my knees and I ask God for forgive me. Because that angry, I like that angry. I like to be past. I like to be in that sin. I like to, I like to be in that flesh. He's like, but something happened. I miss Jesus. I miss Jesus. And when I met Jesus, Jesus changed that desire. Whoa. And I was like, great. <laughs> great, now you can come and help me. <laughs> We're going to read Romans 8, 1 to 4. And listen Romans 8, 1 only. Por consiguiente, no hay ahora condenación para los que están en Cristo Jesús, los que no andan conforme a la carne, sino conforme al Espíritu. I want to read it, for this I read it in Spanish, it's like, sorry. <laughs> Dice, porque la ley del Espíritu de vida en Cristo Jesús te ha libertado de la ley del pecado y de la muerte. Pues lo que la ley no pudo hacer, ya que era débil por causa de la carne, Dios lo hizo. Enviando a su propio Hijo en semejanza de carne de pecado. Y como ofrenda de por el pecado, condenó al pecado en la carne. Para que el requisito de la ley se cumpliera en nosotros. Que no andamos conforme a la carne, sin conforme al Espíritu. God called me to be in Ciudad de Gracia in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You guys going to go to Albuquerque this summer? No. <laughs> you going to go to Albuquerque? Yeah. You going to go to my house and eat tacos. <laughs> Spicy food. <laughs> you know, but God called me to Ciudad de Gracia. Ciudad de Gracia is a place that we say, hey, We want to see people transformed by Jesus. We want to see people transformed by the gospel. They go and reflect his glory and reflect and transform the community. That community is so broken. That community that when I walked to Albuquerque, New Mexico, the first time, I was like, where is the exit? <laughs> Where am I going? Because I, 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 you walk to Albuquerque and it's like a super broken city. You come in here and it's like, oh, where's the church? It's like, oh, But you go to Albuquerque and you go to a city, they need Jesus. You go to a city, the, the first time I went, I went to my house, outside of my house, uh, five o'clock, 5.30, I tell my kids, I tell my kids, let's go inside. It's more a little weird. <laughs> let's go inside. And, let's, and, and my, my kids is like, Papa, why? <laughs> Papa, why? I like You're going to know later. <laughs> That smell, you're going to know later what it is. But now, please go inside the house. But you know, it's a city they need, Jesus. It's a city that we see. It's a city that, that God put in my heart and my wife's heart to be in there. 
and to love the city. Because it's a city where I see the Spanish people and I see the brokenness. I see the condemnation they have. I see how they care in that condemnation in the life. Maybe you care in that condemnation. Maybe you in your life you care in something for your family. But I see, I see the brokenness in the how the fathers, the fathers, how they treat the daughters, how they treat the mothers, how they treat everyone. And then you you see the news and, and it's something is like I we watching the news and it's like ah it's nothing good for Albuquerque. Nothing good. We're 49 in the in education. We're like crazy. But when I see the gospel, when I see Romans in here, there is no, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When I see that statement in my life, when I see that in my city, I was like, that's what I wanted for the Spanish people. That's what I wanted to the people. They meet Jesus. They feel they don't have that condemnation. That condemnation coming from Romans 7. That they love the flesh. I want to see my friends come to me and say, I don't love and live anymore in the flesh. I want to live in the spirit now. I want to live and I want to live loving Jesus in my life. Well, that is different. That's different. That's different how Roman started approach to us in here. How approach and, t- and tell us, hey, what is going on in your life? It's not about you. It's about the grace of God that's given to you. It's about Jesus Christ. He come and died for you, sin. He, he came and lived the perfect life. Man, I was serving that I was serving dying for my sin. That was a sinful religion in Mexico. I was like, I was proud to be Mexican. I was proud to be Christian. <laughs> but you know, I never had that relation with Jesus. And I had that condemnation in my life. I had until one day I understand, hey, there's nothing I can do to, it's going to take me to the love of God. There's nothing it's gonna, I'm going to do. I can learn. I can do it. I can whatever. But... I never understand the love of Jesus Christ in my heart. When I understand my life, Shane. My life, Shane. And it start walking. It start walking alive in the spirit. But you, you're like, why? Why? Why are you walking alive in the spirit? Why? Why? Uh, you saw my picture in there. I have four kids. Yes, I'm proud to be like... Father, four kids, A, five. Ah, I forgot. <laughs> that is so proud. A, five, two, and eight months. But the two years is, is a girl. It's a little girl. And uh, with boys, uh, boys, man, you can fight, you can punch in, you can like, do a bunch of stuff, and you can throw on the floor. Like, woo, woo. Like, <laughs> with a daughter. She's like, she melted, like, I, like she melted me. Like she called me, she called me papi. It's for, and it's Spanish. But when I, when I want to do something to her, or like when I do something and she's in there and I like busy and she's like, papi. And I busy, daddy. And I busy, padre. And I busy and it's like, yeah, but honey. Yo, que quieres, mija? Que quieres? What do you want? It melts you. 
And here it's in it, and here it's like something has happened. Something has happened. We don't have that condemnation. We can live in the, in the spirit. Why? Because now we sons of God. Now we daughters. Now we have a father. Now we have that father. My daughter coming, I go right away. I go. She having my identity. She having all my attention. She, I can, she can say whatever she wanted. She can write in the walls in the, in the house. She can do, she can kick her brother. And I can see her. And I was like, good job, good job. He the server, he the server. You know, I can, it, it's something here, something happened. When, something happened when Jesus called, introduced, hey, call Abba Padre. Abba Padre. What do you say in English? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know there. I don't have, well, let me see it here on the phone. Because this ain't have phone. Uh, and, the, and the number 15, we cry, Abba Father. Abba Padre. And in Spanish, it's, 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 it's better. It's like, Abba Padre. <laughs> oh, oh, how I say, Papito Lindo. Ah. You know, you know, everyone is going to speak Spanish in, in heaven. I don't know how you're going to do it, but <laughs> I don't know. You need to keep, come on, come on. It's like, <laughs> Spanish is a language that they love, you know. It's like, but, you know, it's like, but, you know, call Papito Lindo, you know, I have a father. Something in there, something happened. Something in there, we have a new identity now and there where you can call, I have a father. When you can go and like, lift your hands Whatever you are, and say, hey, okay, I'm living in the Spirit. Why? Because Jesus Christ come and died for me. Why? Now I don't have a condemnation. Why? Because now I saw the God. Why? Because I can turn my face. I can turn and say, have a Padre. Have a Father. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to happen to send in my daughter. She's going to be like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> Where God? Something happened. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you, where, where in the flesh you live in. But Roman is causing here to like, hey, we need to live in the spirit. We need to live in the identity that is about Jesus Christ in your life. And you can call it Abba Father. We can call it Abba Father. I would like to invite you to Albuquerque. I would like to invite you to come to Albuquerque to be part of Ciudad de Gracia so we can go to Spanish people and call and say, hey, there is no condemnation. You know a slave anymore. You know a slave anymore. You know have a condemnation because now, because Jesus Christ, you know have it. Now you can turn around and say, hey, I have a father. I would like to invite you in your life that you can turn around and say okay what is wrong in here that I need to talk to him and confess what is wrong that I need to come and cling to him and he is going to shame me he is going to do it he sent his son to die for you it's not like I'm doing something to make something I would like to finish with a prayer I would like to, you can stand up and we can pray together. And I would like to invite you to consider to come to Albuquerque, pray for Ciudad Gracia, but first pray for yourself too and that you can call him Abba Father.
Let's stand up and pray. Gracias, Señor Jesús, por esta tarde. Gracias por permitirnos, Señor, estar aquí. Como dice tu Biblia, como dice la palabra, es no hay condenación para los que están en Cristo Jesús. Te pido que esta noche los que están aquí podamos estar en ti, en Cristo Jesús. Que podamos venir limpios, que podamos venir a tus pies, que podamos llamarte Abba Father, que podamos llamarte Papito Lindo. Gracias por la oportunidad de estar aquí y que tu Espíritu nos ayude a vivir esa vida en el Espíritu donde luchemos contra la carne la carne se pague y que el Espíritu siga creciendo Amén Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general visit us online at ccochurch.com.